0: <laughs> oh we are so back. Welcome back to another episode of the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am your host Jesse. This is your instant reaction podcast Monday Night Football edition as your Cincinnati Bengals shock The Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville, 34-31. to Congratulations to the Bengals. They proved me wrong. They proved Tommy wrong. They probably proved a lot of Bengals fans out there that pretty much did not give this team a chance to win this game on Monday Night Football. And to the diehards that probably picked the Bengals to win that game. You know what? Kudos to you guys. Kudos to you guys for having faith. It's not that I didn't have faith in this team. It was just, it was very bleak. And going to the road against a really good Jacksonville Jaguars team, coming off with a big win against the Texans for them. They're playing their first Monday night football game in eleven years. Blackout night. The Bengals are wearing their white Bengal jerseys and their helmets, and it's just it. And then Jake Browning didn't have. I, I don't think he didn't play he played bad against the Steelers I just felt the, I just felt the coaching staff let him down but tonight the coaching staff was amazing when it came to the play calling and i in this podcast I have you know gave Zach Taylor an earful a lot but he deserves a standing ovation i I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but he called one hell of a game so Zach Taylor. You get a standing ovation. This is probably your first standing ovation since probably the AFC Championship game win over the Chiefs in 2021. My goodness. You and Brian Callahan made Jake Browning look so Good. I mean, he looked so comfortable. He was reading through his progressions. The first couple of plays in the first quarter, they were running screens to Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase had like six catches in the first quarter. All of them were screens, but... I think Zach Taylor and Brian Kelly had a plan. Let's just get Jake comfortable going. Let him get, you know, movement in his arm. And then we're going to let him throw the ball downfield, which he did with success, especially in that second quarter where the Bengals scored, I believe, 14 points in that quarter. They had long touchdown drives. We're going to do that full Boss Girl recap on the win-win. Recap podcast I'm going to do with Tommy this week. Oh my gosh. That's going to be one hell of a podcast, but unbelievable. Jake Browning, you sir deserve the stand ovation. You're having one hell of the last week. You're watching the Huskies beat the Oregon Ducks in the Pac-12 Championship undefeated season, and your Huskies, who you play college football at, are going to college football playoff. And then you have this performance on Monday Night Football in front of a national TV audience, and you go 32 for 37 for 354 passing yards, one touchdowns. This man had a rating of eleven. I'm sorry, one eleven. No, one fifteen point five. I can't even say words right now. This is these stats are like Joe Burrow stats. These are like Madden stats. This man had only five incompletions. Two of those were drops. So Jake Browning could have ended the game with only two incomplete passes. Thirty two for thirty seven for three fifty four. I. I I was going to be okay with Jake Browning throwing for 200 yards or 220. This man went for 354. The moment did not phase this guy. He said it that he was, he's been wanting this opportunity for the longest time. And he's definitely, he seized it. He sees it on national television on Monday Night Football. Jake Browning seized the moment in this spotlight against a red-hot Jacksonville Jaguars team, who, by the way, I want to send my thoughts to Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who left the game in the fourth quarter with a really bad ankle injury, it seemed like, and he didn't return to the game, and I hope he's going to be okay, because he was playing really good football in this game, and he's been playing good football throughout the year, and this year, when it comes to the injuries to the NFL quarterbacks, has been so ridiculous, man. It's just been really painful to watch. With Joe's wrist and now Lawrence's ankle, then you got Aaron Rodgers with the Achilles that happened in week one, and Kirk Cousins with the Achilles, Daniel Jones, Anthony Richardson, the Colts' rookie quarterback. Just so many injuries going around when it comes to the quarterbacks, just having season any injuries. It's just unfortunate, so... I just want to point that out there that I hope Trevor Lawrence is going to be okay. And hopefully, it's not going to be a season-ender. But that that replay, that injury that happened, oh, when that lineman stepped on his ankle, that did not look good. But let's hope it's nothing too serious and he can get back on the football field real soon. But man, this Bengals offense, you know what? Last week against the Steelers, hmm, the Bengals only ran the ball, what, eight carries? In this game, they ran the ball 31 times. And you know what? You know what that produced, guys? As I look at the box score, 156 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Joe Mixon had 19 carries. Last week against the Steelers, he had eight. Mixon had 19 carries for 68 yards and two touchdowns. Chase Brown who Zach Taylor and company said throughout the whole week that Chase Brown, the rookie running back who they drafted in the fifth round out of Illinois, he is going to get a lot more reps in these next six games. And he did tonight. Nine carries for 61 yards, 6.8 average yards per carry, and a long of 31 yards. Chase Brown was really good. And I don't know why he he wasn't used in the beginning of the season, but... Might as well do it right now because this is pretty much his audition tape. And then Jake Browning had two carries for 22 yards, a long of 21. That was that 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 quarterback run that Jake Browning had for 21 yards. I was laughing because homie was going, he was running like two miles per hour. It was pretty funny, but that was pretty. I was like, oh god. And then Jamar Chase just pretty much told you guys that. Like, we knew that he is one of the best receivers in the league. And this man had 11 catches for 149 and a touchdown. And that 76-yard touchdown reception on 12 targets. Finally, finally, he gets double-digit targets. Well done, Zach. Thank you for getting your best receiver, one of your best players on the team, involved early and often. That was much needed. T. Higgins came back, had three catches for 36 yards. Joe Mixon had six catches for 49 yards. Tyler Boyd had five catches for 37 yards. We won't talk about Tyler Boyd on this Instant Reaction podcast, but we will talk about him in the recap podcast. I am not going to go off on the man because his stupidity almost cost the Bengals this game. We'll talk about that later on in the week. Tanner Hudson had four catches for 35 yards. All around, great production by the Bengals receivers. On the defensive side, yes, they gave up 31 points, but the Bengals' defense came up with big stops. And at first, when the Jaguars scored their first touchdown, they got a short field. It just looked like the Bengals were going to get run through the freaking wall in this one. But... The defense was able to get some three and outs. They were able to get some great tackles, timely sacks, and they were able to play physical football. Now, it wasn't pretty. It was not. But I it the tackling was a little bit better. There were still missed tackles, but there weren't a lot. But I, I thought that the Bengals' defense played a little bit faster, especially in the second half. So, that was good to see Lou and defense looking like the old, Bengals de- the old Bengals defense. Because this defense has really struggled all year. They're ranked 31st. But tonight, I thought, even though they lost some yards, they were, what you call it? Bimba don't break, but they did make some clutch, clutch thir- three and outs and clutch tackles. And they were able to not blow it. Okay, they almost allowed a backup quarterback down the field for a winning touchdown job. But thankfully, they held him to a field goal to force overtime. Let's see. Trey Hendrickson got a sack. Oh, Osai got a sack. That's right. He did. Good for him. And then Evan McPherson kicked the game winning field goal from 49 yards out. He missed the 57 yard field goal that hit the freaking field goal post. It could have went in, but that was unfortunate right there. Brad Robbins only had one punt, which was good. We didn't want him to punt in this game. No disrespect to Brad Robbins at all. The Bengals had 491 total yards of offense. The defense only allowed 376. I mean, that... Considering how bad the Bengals' defense is this year and how they can't tackle, they can't stop the run, they don't, they allow so many explosive plays on the air, the, the Jags' defense, I'm sorry, the Jags' running game only had 71 yards. Coming into this game, we all thought that Travis Etienne Jr. was going to have a 200-yard game, including me right here. But he didn't get going, and uh, shit, I think that was the key right there. The Bengals' run defense was excellent tonight. So you know what? <laughs> You guys get a standing ovation for that as well. And then the Jaguars had 305 on the air. Trevor Lawrence, before he left with the injury, was 22 for 29 for 258 and two touchdowns. He also ran for a touchdown. ETN had 11 carries for 45 yards and a touchdown run. Evan Ingram, the tight end, had nine catches for 82 yards and a touchdown. Zay Jones had five catches for 78 yards. Parker Washington, the rookie, had six catches for 61 yards and a touchdown. Unfortunately, Christian Kirk, their first offensive play for the Jaguars in the game. He gets left wide open for a big 26-yard gain, but then... He got hurt in that play, and it was a groin injury, and he was done for the whole game. That was really unfortunate, and it really, if you look at it, kind of hurt the Jaguars' offense, meaning that it could have been, not saying the Bengals would have lost the game, but man, Christian Kirk is a game changer with his speed, so that was unfortunate for them, and then losing Trevor Lawrence, it's just it was a bad night overall for the Jacksonville Jaguars when it comes to losing their really, really key players on your team. Let's see any more stats. The Bengals won the turnover. Well, no, the Bengals had one turnover. The Jaguars had zero turnovers, but my goodness, the Bengals had opportunities for interceptions and fumbles. The Jaguars lost the ball three times and had three recoveries. And the Bengals had, I believe, two potential interceptions go right through their hands. So that's where I was like, damn, Bengals' defense could have Turned the Jaguars over probably like six times in this game, and it would. This game would not went to overtime. I think the Bengals would have won by more than seven points. In the time possession, it was pretty much even. Thirty four minutes. The Jags won the time possession by only nine seconds. <laughs> Man, what a win! What a win! The Bengals keep their playoff hopes alive. They moved to six and six on the season, and let's see what Zach Taylor said as he's talking to the podium. <clears throat> let's see, he says, "On Brownie, awesome, outstanding. He just lit the world on fire. Yes, he did. And Zach Taylor, you did one hell of a job coaching and calling plays as well tonight, except for that Tallboy play call, which." I cannot wait to see the All-22 in that one because I just want to know why are you running a trick play when your backup quarterback is dealing in that game, in a tie game, why are you running that play? <laughs> that could have been the dagger right there. When the Jaguars converted on that turnover and scored, I was like, that's game. But kudos to the Bengals' offense for responding and kudos to the Bengals' defense for withstanding that big momentum shift right there. Man, the Bengals, here's a stat right here. The Bengals have been 4-35 while trailing after three quarters under head coach Zach Taylor. And also, the Bengals were 0-15 in their last 15 primetime road games. And who would have thought in the Joe Burrow era that Jake Browning would break the streak of 15 straight primetime road losses. Jake Browning, the Bengals backup quarterback, breaks the streak. Unbelievable. Also, undefeated in the white Bengal Tiger helmet as well. Wow. Just a unbelievable show. Unbelievable just showing by Jake Browning. Zach Taylor said, The turnover could have broken our back. The guys just took together and found a way to win. Yeah, shoot. That was pretty much, when the Bengals found a way to withstand that, that was just pretty much character right there. Man, 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 man. Okay. I know on the podcast, I told you guys not to think about the playoffs, but not to think about, just think about right now, the offseason and what the Bengals have to do. Well, with this win and the way Jake Browning played on Monday Night Football, let's look at the AFC playoff standings. As I record this podcast on Tuesday, December 5th at 12.02 midnight, I should be asleep because... We all have work in the next morning, so it's going to be another not so good sleep night, but hey, the Bengals won, so I can go to bed happy. Right now, the Bengals are 10th in the AFC standings. The Bills are 11th. The reason why the Bengals are ahead of the Bills is because the Bengals won against the Bills a month ago. So the Bengals have the head-to-head. So, right now, the Bengals are behind Denver, who didn't they, they don't play them this year. Houston 7 and 5. Denver 6 and 6. Houston obviously beat the Bengals. The Bengals' next opponent is the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday at 1 p.m. at PayCourt Stadium. Huge game. Colts are 7 and 5. They're playing really good football. Gardner Minshew is the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Gardner Minshew versus Jake Browning. Honestly, that's going to be a game that people need to watch. I think that's going to be a great matchup. So, that's a team the Bengals are behind. The Browns hold the sixth spot. The the Colts hold the last spot in the AFC playoff. by the way. The Browns are 7-5. They hold the sixth spot, but they're railing. They lost Deshaun. DTR got a concussion. Joe Flacco is their quarterback. And the Cleveland defense is falling apart. You really hate to see it. The Steelers hold the fifth spot, but... The Steelers lost to the 2-10 Arizona Cardinals at home. So the Steelers suck. And Kenneth Pickett has a thumb injury. He just had surgery, so he's not going to play for the next couple of weeks. And then the top four seeds are Dolphins one seed, Ravens two, Chiefs three, and then the Jaguars have the four seed. Man, 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 man. Bengals-Colts, that's going to be an important game. Well, every game from here on out. These next five games are pretty much going to be playoff games for the Bengals. And it starts again on Sunday with the Colts, 7 and 5, 1 o'clock Eastern at Paycor Stadium. And then the Vikings come to town on Saturday, December 16th at 1 o'clock Eastern. And then the Bengals take on the Steelers in Pittsburgh on December 23rd at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on NBC. That's Saturday game. And then New Year's Eve, Chiefs. Bengals and then the end of the game to end the season. Bengals Browns at Cincinnati. Woo! All right, guys, I gotta get some sleep, but what a gutsy win by the Bengals! What a gutsy win, and the Bengals are—they're still in it. They're still in it, and I think with the play of Jake Browning. It's It gives this team confidence that, you know what, a backup quarterback, if he can play like this on the road in a hostile environment on Monday night football against a hot team, then the moment's not too big for him. And I think Bengals fans can rest assured that this team's going to be competing these next five games. They're going to be competing. And we'll see. I think they're playing with house money, but I firmly believe that this team and this locker room believes that they can make the playoffs and they believe they can win the remaining five games of the schedule. So it's going to be a really, really crazy stretch and I'm looking forward to it. I don't have really big expectations. I'm just going to watch the team play and we'll see what happens, okay? The Colts of the next game. Let's do it. I am out. Love you guys. day forever and I will be back to recap this podcast with me and Tommy during the week. Can't wait for that one, and yeah, and also the Insta reaction podcast after the Bengals Colts game on Sunday. So we're still out here. Love you guys. Peace.